Check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Backbone Music Podcast, the only place you can go where you can find two people well out of their prime, pretend they have a decent taste in music. On today's episode, we've got Asking Alexandria, we've got Enter Shikari album, we've got the Counterparts album, we've got a live review, we've got EPs, we've got our own little thing, Nathan Custis, and I'm joined by you, and this must be a very exciting time. Nick, I have a shit taste in music, you should know this by now. I, do, I very much do. <laughs> This is um. This, this is, is a big show. This is a big show. We're going to try and condense this into about an hour's time. So like, we got to really get the fuck moving on. I reckon. I'm moving. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with always. We're going to get our spotlight onto a band. This is a band who probably doesn't even need a spotlight. They're pretty well off at the moment. They're doing very well. They've been doing quite well for so long now. It's a band called Statues. They've released a new song about a week ago now. Unrest. Um, what do you think of this band overall? And what do you think of this song? I'd like to see them live. I was hoping they'd be on the Unify thing. Mm, me too. You actually. actually mentioned them, I think, in your preview. They'd be a great band, actually, see. They remind me a little bit of their sound of Beartooth, but with a crazier element. So an Aussie version of Beartooth. Well, it's almost like Beartooth crossed with fucking Dylan Jones. Yeah, well, that's, that sound of this song. That guitar is mean as shit. Yeah, they, they're a band. Actually, I have seen them live before. With were they our, crazy? Yeah, they were nuts. They were amazing, actually. They were really, really good. And that's, yeah, they've got a new singer as well. So I haven't seen them with a new guy. So we're gonna, hopefully the new guy's not terrible. Uh, you know, this is a band who just technically are just nearly flawless live. They're so good at what they do. This is a song that is just chaos from basically go to woe. Even the film clip's pretty out there in that kind of sense. Yeah, Brutal. <laughs> do you uh, do you see yourself listening to this one? They've got a new album coming out soon, which is I'll definitely exciting. check out the album. They're, yes, they're really uh, they're really pushing for it. I thought at one stage, you know, when you you discover a band and then you know, a bit goes by and you're kind of thinking, oh shit, that band that I really liked is no longer together. Dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, I felt like they were one of those at one stage, and um, thankfully they're back, and thankfully they're doing something decent. Yes. Um, do you think that with these guys? I know you've only heard a little bit of them. Should you know? You said they should have played Unify. Yes. Should they have played at least played Invasion? Play? Yes, <laughs> mate. They, these are like you, like you got, or well, you and a mate told me about this band, and I didn't know a lot about them. I still don't know a lot about them, but they're a band that isn't really publicised a lot. I'm not sure who they're signed to, their labels and stuff. But even on Facebook, so like, like I'd actually like to see a bit more promotion behind them because I reckon they got the potential to be really really popular because like they should be playing both those festivals currently they're on 12,000 likes so they're, they're crossing like they're crossing into that nice little territory of being like an upper local band which is yes. exactly where you want to be uh, we'll move on to our first but single review um, this is one now I wanted to get this one first because I always like when I talk about bands like this because it always gets me gives me a bit of a giggle uh, Asking Alexandria of all bands we're going to open with um, they've released a new single I think it's the first single with this Danny Danny uh, Warsop or whatever his fucking name is yeah. coming in um, this song's after called after his cowboy record yeah his... did he do a country yeah, yeah I think he did a yeah, country record him and Tim McGraw did a co uh, did a duet Fuck album sake. and uh, this song's called Into the Fire you're taking the piss Nathan surely surely as you said with your terrible taste in music you must like this song mate asking Alexandria taking the piss with this song Nick. I'm telling you <laughs> this song I love the bloke's voice, and I'm happy he's back where he, be- like, where he began, but I, I think the-, the song's a little bit all over the place. I don't actually think it 
Is that good? <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, this is um, this is a song that kind of has. I think you've mentioned this before, but it has a lot of bring me the horizon elements to it, especially when yes. it kind of they start playing with the effects on his the voice synth and stuff yeah, as well. Um, synth. His voice throughout sounds fantastic. It always has. Love his voice. He's had. He's one of those guys. pom factor, Nick. The pom factor. I'll tell you what, it, I, it must be real. Like yeah, you know, we we say it, but I feel every time we review a pom band, it seems we like love all the pom bands. They're just so good vocally. They're, like it's something about them. Do they can you, all sing. Are you? Like, uh, you know, you're saying you're not liking this song. Would you care to listen to any of their newer stuff? Would you think the new album comes out would be something you'll check out? I will listen to the album on Spotify. Yep. I doubt I will buy it. They're, um, I have, actually do have one of their albums. They're, they're most recent, not the most recent one. Uh, they, had a, they had a new singer, that Dennis bloke. Yep. Who uh, cheated his, like tried to rip off fans basically uh, what, I don't what, know what, what he was doing. Don't know what the fuck yeah, happened um, there, but I yeah. I, from Death to Destiny, you've, the one you've got. That's the one. Yeah. Which is a half decent album actually, more like more of a hard rock one. But do you think that they're, um, this is the sound they're going to go for? Like, you know, their last album with that Dennis guy was, um was pretty goddamn heavy at it times. It was very heavy. Yeah. And do you think they'll stick, you'll stick down that way or do you think they're going to kind of bring Dep- it back? Depends. I don't know if Danny can sing heavy, heavy shit like the the thing with dennis that bloke had really good screams yeah whereas danny like he pretty much got up and left saying my voice can't handle what we used to sing so like i, I actually think it's going to be going more towards the rock side and the pop side of things rather than the heavy metalcore side where they kind of started it's kind of like it's almost like how ollie sykes kind of can't do his voice old, is fucked can't do the old bring me stuff yeah. so they're kind of changing the sound not to accommodate him because i'm sure they want to do that but you know it seems like they're changing like it's kind of the vocalist has a bit more of a say in those in those two bands and that being said those two singers are basically the poster boys of those bands and that's kind of a big they reason are. why they're big do you think that um asking could kind of you know they kind of dropped off when they got a new singer uh they do you reckon they could regain their popularity to their where they once were I don't think that because that whole era, there was them, there was Bullet coming through that like kind of teeny emo, heavy kind of like genre. Whereas I don't think that's the sound anymore. Like they've got it, they'll have a really great bass. They'll they'll play all around Europe, all around America, but I don't think they'll get to the level they were at because they were fucking massive for a while. Do you reckon they're a band who could chuck on the uh, on the old festival Un- market? Unify, you reckon? I, like, yeah. I tell you what, they're a band who could, you know, would have... We, uh, we, we did mention them. Yeah, we did. Like, we as mentioned a, them. As a cheeky little, like, uh, a sneak dark thing. horse. Them, yeah. them and the, uh, like, mice and men's of the, the world. I feel like they're, you know, these bands need all just tour together if they come to Australia. Like, as I've said this many times, but once Soundwave died... A lot of bands don't want to tour anymore, Australia, yeah. and you know a lot of these kind of I guess you could call them senior senior kind of heavy bands like the Askings, like a Mice and Men, like uh, even like a Falling Reverse or bands like that. Ooh. Some of them and Falling has toured recently, so they, they have they debunk that part. They're big enough to do they're it. They're big enough. The other bands they don't seem to want to tour that much anymore, and they're kind of like they unless they're jumping on like this big kind of you know support tour or whatever. Like, I feel like the, those two yeah. should just jump on together and they'd come down. I'm sure they'd pull out a decent crowd. I'd, I'd probably check that out. That actually be pretty cool but like you say that's the maybe a thing we could look at doing bringing bands down oh, double don't, things man don't, don't you get me excited what man. do you what do you reckon man you know what i reckon there you go i reckon we should uh review probably the biggest album of the uh at least the week oh could be of the month could be of the year oh god Ed, okay. shikari. <laughs> <Fuck's sake. laughs> what a tra- you've gone that far early what i love a, it what a transition i can't help myself today but i'm excited i'm very very excited because this album is you know and every time into shikari uh release something there's just an excitement it, yeah, there's an aura, an aura about it exactly yes. there's just like this there's, there's anticipation and it sorry cut you off but they're poms <laughs> Nathan, 
No. Is it that again? Nathan, I feel like we're poms at heart. I really do. I feel like we were just born in the wrong place. Well, technically, we all are English. Uh-huh, well back played. in the, the origins, man. We are Australians. Well but played, well played. Continue. We are got the new album, Edda Shikari. It's called Zispuck. And Nathan, surely, surely, you didn't like the Asking Alexandria. Edda Shikari, a band who rarely do something wrong. Have they put a foot wrong here? 11 tracks. Okay. 40 minutes. Okay, that's a good. That's a, probably a good amount of time. Forty minutes is a good. Two fillers. Ooh. Okay. Rue co-produced the album. Nick. Rue Reynolds, that is the singer, lead singer, very talented musician. This album is flawless, guys. It's fucking oh, huge. Oh come on! It's fucking huge. It's come off the rails. On. It's one of the greats. Now I'm not gonna lie. I love this album. At the moment, it didn't actually. It's not one of those albums where you have to listen three or four times to actually like. I like. All right. For, for one, I'm pretty sure. Um, I Want to Live Outside, we reviewed as a single a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and I, I I know for a fact that you were singing this song. On the train. On the train the... back from uh, over the weekend. And me, myself, last week, when the album dropped, I was singing it at work. And during the week, this week at work. But that so, doesn't necessarily... I know, mean... I hate the song, Nick. Yeah. I don't care. I'm just saying <laughs> we were singing the lyrics of that fucking stupid song, which means... Like, you can listen to 10 albums, man, and you'll forget the lyrics most of the time. But this song, these guys have a knack, and you remember their quotes and their <laughs> fucking lyrics. And that stupid song, it's I, I still have the... the yeah, it's it's improved o- over time, but big album, Nick. Big, big album. Yeah, so as you said, yo, it's 11 tracks, clocks in 41 minutes. Uh, I always like to give a shout to the uh, album artwork, which I actually quite yeah. I actually quite enjoy. It's quite sim- it's simple. Uh, I always like that kind of shade of blue as a uh, artistic person as I am. Like Trophy yeah, House's album. Ooh, very, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very mm-hmm. much has a bit of that kind of feel to it. Um, yeah, overall, Nathan, yeah, we've got pacing-wise, do you think it lives up to it? There's not there's not as many massive like heavy songs in this one, is there? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strip it right back. How, how I actually judged this album, Nick, I actually went away and <laughs> yep. I, went, I went into like my humble abode, my yeah. dungeon in my room. Yep. So I played this album and for the first time, I reckon re- like reviewing an album, I actually didn't like go back to what they sounded like in previous albums. I just said, this is a new band. I'm listening for the first time. Okay. Would I like this? And I like it a lot. Like if this was a band that you'd never heard before... I, I'd be frothing over the mouth, but because it's these guys ex- and they've you got have such a good, don't you? yeah, they've got such a good catalog, but it's completely different. And they've actually copped a bit of shit from their fans for kind of going mainstream and very poppy, but I don't see it as that. I just think it's a natural, natural progression. Right. This is a band who's always been good at this. And they, they have, as we said last week, um, when we we're reviewing our uh, rabble rouser, we were kind of saying that, you know, this is a band who have done some softer stuff and you know, gotten away with it because they're so good at writing it. Uh, I do agree this is a lot softer than their previous work, so I don't think there's any real disputing of that. It's just whether that's your taste. And I think a lot of people who are, you know, uh, Take to Disguise fans from way back in the day. Yeah, and diehards. There, yeah. there would be, I can understand why some people would be like, you know, I really uh, wish they wouldn't kind of go down this route. I, you know, I can understand why they'd say mainstream, uh, but they've been doing, you know, a lot of their hooks that they've been doing for the last five albums, they haven't been any albums that have released, have been mainstream. Like they ha- they're very good at writing really catchy hooks. You know, and you know, it's a gift. Uh, it's it's something that not everybody could do. Poms for some reason fucking know how to do it, Nathan. Mate, they're just they're fantastic at doing that. They just whether they can just hum a hum a little like a melody or whatever it is, or just yep. have a catchy lyric. Like there's a shitload of catchy parts in this album. Like there's gang vocals in parts. Like like they are are a band that they like to like 
test the waters like politically and all that kind of stuff. So like with Brexit going on over there, like it doesn't really delve into that, which surprised me a bit. I actually thought it'd be a little bit more. I think it might have been a bit past it because you know that happened a while ago, and it seems like Did it? it seems like it happened a while ago now, probably a year. I now. think that's what Live Outside was actually written yeah. about, something like that. They, they, they are I read very, that somewhere. They are very politically charged in their lyrics. Sometimes they they're very um, something that I think a lot of people kind of miss misinterpret with their stuff is because sometimes they go real deep into it and they kind of talk in analogies and they make up all the like you know they talk in kind of. Yeah, they're not so upfront with it, and then some songs they're just like basic. They basically say what they want to say in terms of like you know, instead of you know talking about something in like four sentences and making it something like make up your own mind about it. It just you know is straight to the point. Yeah, and you know that can be taken a few different ways because in this modern day of songwriting, a lot of people you know you want to make it as clever and as convoluted as possible, and sometimes it's just car you just go well. This is what we're saying, and like this is what we, you know, you know, if you listen to it once and you understand what I'm saying, you know what I'm talking about straight away. Oh, big time! You're exactly right with what you said there. Any standout tracks for you, Nick? Um, so they, first of all, I just want to say they open with a filler, as we, as you said, you know, they do have two fillers. One of them's the opener. Yep, that killed me. Okay, okay. That doesn't surprise me that you're mad with that. <laughs> uh, the the sights is a great track, but I really like that. that that's, a, that's in mind. That's yep. a really good. Uh, Ravel is great. I really like um, the Revolt of the Atoms. Oh, Nick, that is, that's, that's in my list too. That, that song is just... okay, guys. We haven't talked about this. Yeah, we, yeah. we actually haven't talked about anything. <laughs> no. So if we keep doing this, we're trying. I was trying to keep it quiet away from him because I knew uh, yeah. the Revolt of the Atoms. It's a rip off. What, what's that song? Sounds like. Uh, second solution by no, I, I, we'll talk. We'll talk later about it. But Nick, it's a rip off of a song. I don't really give a shit because it's probably the best riff it's, on the album. It's fair. This is a great song. Yeah, I, I um, it was something that straight as you were saying, you know, straight away with a lot of songs. A couple of songs, you know. I wasn't a massive fan of at the start. And I know you're saying it's a really great album. I think it's a really good album. I don't think it's quite onto that greatness level okay, for me. That's fair. And but uh, this song was one that straight away I was just like, oh yeah, like yeah, you know, some real kind it's, of yeah, some tasty, real groove man. to. It. I really like the vocals to it. Um, yeah, and what else? What else with you, Nath? Because you know you you've been kind of getting into it. You really love it. Give me some other songs that you would recommend to anybody who's listened and myself who hasn't listened to it. Take my country back is the big one for me. Um, that that's number one on my list out of the standouts. I, I loved as you said, Rabble Rouser and the Sights, and Revolt of the Atom is just as you say, just it's massive. But um, there's a song called Airfield. I think it's track five. Yes, yes, it which is. Which kind of strips back Rue, like he's really raw. Like it's really like soft and emotional the way he sings it which is quite different like he's got a beautiful voice when you actually listen to his his voice and he actually is really passionate when he sings that song i actually was a fan of that but there, um there are look he does that once or twice in the album which is really good he, he kind really of good voice he does he always yeah he's always had a really great voice and like yeah he even like songs like constellations which is you know, a massive song but at the start it's just it's really really simple music musically and yeah, that's why it's considered as one of Australia's best songs. That's from uh, Flash Flooded Color, of course. And that's another song that kind of strips everything back for a, a large portion of the song. And this is something that a lot of vocalists cannot do. They just can't do it. And like even even Rue's speaking voice, you know, yep. just it just says so. And like it sounds weird, but Rue's speaking voice says so much when he actually when he speaks. You well, know there, what I mean? There is speaking like pieces during yeah. the album, like spoken word parts. And like you say, he's got that just it's the pommy voice, mate. It's just. There's something about the Poms and just the way they are with music. Like all the great metal bands started <laughs> in England for a reason. They've just they've got it in their DNA. Do we have a least favorite track? And of course, you can't say a filler. Okay, least favorite track. Um, 
Uh, probably it's legit probably live outside and like that's the one that we've been hanging shit on that, that, that'd that probably be my one like the last couple I thought were okay with, with the filler filled in there but um we got Revolt Undercover Agents is good Shrinrin Yoku whatever the hell that was called I was, I was thinking I thought I was in Dragon Ball Z I yep. was listening to that okay I'm like what the fuck's going on um but yeah Rubble Rouse good Airfield good Take My Country Back I love the sites I really love Spark Filler yeah, probably live outside. That'd be the one. And if that's the worst song on the album, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, you're also gonna take away the other uh, two filler tracks, of course, which so would make strips it, it back to about what eight, 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 tracks, eight really good ones, eight tracks that you really like, and that's that's a pretty decent album. Well, that's you, yeah, that's why I'm rating it. So you're are you is this actually sorry Nathan? I, I need to sorry build, yes. I need to build this up to you just so you can okay. uh, shot me down. Is this Nathan Custerson's first ever full price buy album? It is. I've oh, I've bought it, so, Nick. I, I, oh. Ring the fucking bell to the cows. Ding, ding. We're walking to the boxing ring. Fucking ding, 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 ding. I'm doing ding, a handstand, Nick's actually fallen off his seat. He's doing a handstand with his fucking neck. He doesn't look really uncomfortable. He's lost the plot. I don't know what's going on. But yes, I've, I've bought the album, guys. So... Check out it. Check it out. It's called what the fuck's it called? The Spark. The spark. Yeah, the Spark. <laughs> and a Shikari, the Spark. And um, yes, it's on on its way from JB Hi-Fi. But, but but hang on. So you bought the album? Gone out and bought it. Is it worth a full price buy? You're gonna tell me like that's the big one. That's so you just because you bought it. Like I I bought many albums in my day. I bought I've I've said this before. I bought a Storm the fucking Sky album. That yeah, does not make shit, does not make a Storm the Sky any Storm the Sky album a full price buy. Bag of my tasty music, Storm the fucking Sky. <laughs> You're having a laugh. <laughs> now, honestly, um, first up, obviously, as we recommend, listen on Spotify, but no, I, I did no, that. No, don't do that, Nathan. If you're saying full price buy, okay, you're yeah, telling well, go, the listeners. Go, go out and buy it because literally this is an album where you don't have to listen to it one time to enjoy it. Perfect. I mean, I mean, two or three times, sorry. You can listen to it straight away and you're going to be like, yep, that's good. Yep, that's good. Oh, the way I judge an album, if I listen to it once and I have to skip back to a couple of tracks, I know it's going to be good and i'm going to listen to it again i did that with three songs so perfect so that's a perfect like kind of like a perfect kind of album that you want from a band like this yes my only complaint is now okay it is it is a kind is of it not heavy enough you're liking okay. is that, is that so, one so th- it's kind of like that now what i've said this many times and i said this about rabble rouser when we're kind of talking about what the album could be like last week yep uh something that i always kind of try and envision is when these guys tour when these guys tour live now it's Shikari of Banjo are known to be absolute chaos like yeah, they no. are just unbelievable. They've got such a huge catalogue of just massive songs. And I feel like in like these songs, which are really, really good, uh, don't get me wrong, but I feel like they would take away from the live experience of seeing them. That's a very, very fair calling. You know what I actually did when reviewing this album? I compared it a little bit to Let Lives If I'm the Devil. Okay. Where yeah. there was a complete shift in dynamic. They had a couple of decently heavy songs. Yeah. And the rest was softer. So like we said, how many are they going to play live? And they played the heavier ones live. And like you say with this album, it's the same thing. Which ones are they going to pick? Because it's going to take away from the live experience. Because got, they got such a back catalogue yeah. as Let Live, like Let Live did. So I'm not sure how that bows going forwards. But like if that's their progression and they want to play these songs live, like they're going to go on a tour with this backing. You'd think they'll play at least six songs and like... Like you say, where do they fit in a, in a Shikari set? Well, that's exactly it. And the only thing that I could assume, and like I feel it's funny like, that you say that. I feel like they're going up. They're going for a bigger kind of audience, and not in terms of like selling out, but I feel like in England and that they're ready for do a massive production and kind yeah. Of, well, bring are, well, bring me's really just 
shown everyone how to do it, haven't they? Well, it has been you know, has been going at it for so long, and I feel like they're a band, and they always have been so kind of artistic visually and everything, everything like that. I remember when they, I saw them last time at the I'm going to say 170, right? And they, yep. they came on, on billboards, and um, they had basically like this every between every few songs, they had this kind of like video screen in the background doing something about space. They're very obsessed with space and all this bullshit, yep. right? And so they really do like the, that kind of element. I feel like they're going to be they're going to be reaching for a massive production, especially in their European tour. Yep. Once it comes to here, of course, you might not be able to bring up all the stuff to oh, the pyro uh, and all the, all the, the massive lighting. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like shit. their headlining tours are really going to like you know kind of try and engross everybody into the experience of seeing them live. I feel like that's where they're going now. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. I think it's, it's you know if for everybody who has seen Edge Shikari before and you know it's been in the chaos pits and all that you know they, they'll hopefully still have those songs for it but I feel like it's going to be a bit more something for everybody kind of thing yeah well and that's the way they want to go so good luck to them but like you say it's probably going to take another album in the cycle to be able to do that like bring me like they were they were massive after Semp Eternal but after having the the latest album, what's it called again my bad uh, that is the spirit. That's the spirit. Yeah. So that's the spirit. So that had a shitload of popular, easy rock songs. So then they had two albums worth of stuff that they could play to the masses. So like this is one album and the Mind Sweep before it had a, a few as well. So yeah, that, this is the one route, the route they want to go. Good luck to them. I think they can pull it off. They're absolute freak musicians. They're all fantastic yeah. at what they do. There's not many. Uh, there's not many bands out there that just have the absolute the knack. The knack. Yeah, it's, they just have their so, their songwriting ability all throughout, and with the the, the way they uh, incorporate electronics and everything like that into their songs is realistically, there's no other band who does that like the way mm. they do it. And yeah, with the know, DJ there, stuff. There was there was a real fad Sim. of kind of like this electronic core kind of music back in the day, probably about ten, probably about ten years ago now, really. And um, you know, through all that, you know, came a band like the Shikari who really like were always kind of it's almost like uh, the deft tones to the new metal industry, which they never really were that, but they'll considered that considered that you know yeah. what I mean and like you know it's kind of like even Dillinger and it, uh, every time I die they should be they're separated from bloody every other heavy band because they're just so good at what they fucking do very true and so I feel like Edishikari have always been separated from that electronic core era and you know they're just, just better than them all they're just so good they are really <laughs> like they really are music, musicianship wise they are just up there with the best of them and once again one more time so they're POM they are their POMs Nick Brown so <laughs> You're going to go out now and I'm assuming you're going to listen to this album three times in the next 24 hours and then you're going to go out and buy it because I have recommended it, I'm well, assuming. Well, it's not going to get my... Because uh, I have to I have to put my heart on the line when I give my first uh, ever full okay. price buy. I can I can attest to that. But, that's uh, fine. That's, that's okay. I'm happy. I'm happy with this one. I, if you gave it to something like our next album, then I would have been a bit annoyed because our next album, Nathan... While it is is a pretty decent album, uh, I think there are some things about it that probably save it off the bat from being a full price buy. We're going to talk about Counterparts, Nathan. They've released a new album. It's called You Are Not You Anymore. Well done, Nick. <laughs> it's also You're Not. Well introduced. <laughs> you're, you are not you anymore. Okay. It should be called that, not You're Not You Anymore. Yeah. Okay. So Pure Noise Records. So they've released another one. 11 tracks. One filler though, Nick. Okay. It's, it's an opener. So- ah! Mate, as I'm, I'm telling you, it is a fucking common fad in this. It's it's pissing me off. It's just every band is doing it. No, you know who doesn't do Even it? Even the Sleeps did it. You know who doesn't Even do it? Even the fucking Sleeps did it, Nick. You know who doesn't do it? Go. Every time I die. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we've put Shikari up on this pedestal and they've, they've, they've opened with one and, and the dies, we just... Every time I don't do it. They they're in their they, own category, Nick, for a reason. Yeah, I know. They're just, they're so good. I'll, I'll say it every week. But um, yes, Nathan, Counterparts, you're okay. not you anymore now. This 11 tracks, as you said, a filler and apparently it's the opener, which already gets me going. Yep. How long does this album go for? Clocks in around half an hour, which mm. pissed me off royally, but... But... I described it with, as an Australian slang word with golly. 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 That, that, that was my first description. By, by golly, by Jimbo, eh? By golly, by Jimbo. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Okay. Now, I've kept my um my um, thoughts and feelings intimate before this show, guys. So, yes. so nothing we actually say this, we've talked about. And this is no shit. So this, this is my, um, my review, my words. So Go on. I actually said about this album, they could come out and play it in full live. Okay. So you know you're talking about the Shikari, like what could they play? I reckon counterparts with this album could come out and play all the songs and it'd fit because like there's not a lot of differentiality, I'd say. Like I, I can Ooh. see in 10 years' time, like you see bands playing albums in full, like they can go back to this album and do it comfortably and sell like tickets. Is that a good thing, but are you saying is that are you saying that in a real positive way? Positive, saying- yes. No, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a I'm a massive fan of this album so far. And um okay, well talking about the buying, non buying thing, I'm gonna get gonna get that out of the way early. I probably wouldn't buy it for the sheer fact as Nick just said, it clocks in around half an hour. Like forty minutes is a pretty decent and on the lower end of the scale I for think, me for music. I think a lot of it depends on the band as well. And Certain this is pure hardcore punk. So like it can sound a little bit the same, but like legit, I listen to this album and it goes through that quickly. It's like, fuck. Like, I um, I had a playlist for this week's episode. So I had all the albums that we're gonna do, all the singles, and I get through the like the counterparts album like that, and I'll be like, shit, is that it? Yeah. And do you have okay? So in terms of our tracks, what are we what are we liking here? Uh, a couple of tracks, bouquet the single, which yeah. we actually we Good did it really nice did a rev- did a review on. Um. And there's a song called Thieves. Yep. And I actually threw up when I when I heard it the first time. Okay, okay. I physically vomited. Okay. I just didn't I did not expect it. It came out of nowhere for me. Okay, okay. So they're the two. Is that that's only that's only two. Only two. I'm only giving it two. Uh, The the fans can go out and they can make their own judgments. I'm telling you, I agree. I agree with those two. Actually, I think that they're both really, really good tracks. So, yeah, you showed me thieves. At, at, I was, you know, quite intoxicated at a train station back on the way to the city. You didn't quite vomit, and uh, I didn't quite vomit. I was disappointed, but uh, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, it's a very nice track, very solid all the way throughout. Um, this album, Blah. yeah, it is a bit, as you said before, like, a little bit does sound a bit the same. They have this kind of sound and that this kind of guitar tone that sometimes is very hard to distinguish. Yep. It's the softer version of Ghost Inside Neck coming out of them. And uh, okay, so vocally, um, your fan throughout. Uh, do, how much variation do you reckon they? There's not enough. Exactly. There, 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 there's thing. not. It kills me. I and um, actually, I did something like I've got an interesting fact. Okay, give it to about me. these guys. Give it to me. So they've been a band for ten years, Nick. Okay. They've got eight former members. Oh, okay. So they're not. Very... No, but what does that say? Like they got eight former like. Means they're not very nice people. Well, most <laughs> like most bands, like you, you have a, a stable like throughout. 
Like if you if you're a band for ten years, normally you got a singer, you got your guitarist, like either a bassist or a drummer. Like drummers probably come and go most. Yeah, they I'll do. Be honest, they're but idiots. like they're idiots. That's true. We are, but we're, <laughs> we're very rare breed. But um, someone said on the weekend to you, it's like count to four, and you counted to four, and then they and then they said he was going to buy me a drink. for and it. Then he said you're smarter than nearly every other drummer. <laughs> he was almost going to buy me a shot. So for I thought it. I was the only one who thought drummers were idiots. <laughs> Man, it's common. <laughs> Common amongst the masses, but so these guys recycle through their whole band. Like Pro, uh, the singer's been the mainstay. Okay, okay. His name's Ben something, but um, like he's the sound of the band. So like getting rid of him would probably crumble them in a, in a heap for the because they got a, they got a great fan base and like this album is really good. But like you could almost like we've heard EPs that are longer than half an hour. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. six songs or yeah, seven songs. So yeah. like certain bands like this band don't like something about is. I wouldn't want this to go for 40 minutes because if it did, they, it probably would just be another you know, 10 minutes of them sounding the exact same. So I don't like, unless they're going to give me something uh, that differs from the rest. Of if the they songs. had a clean singer, where would you rate them? Uh, well, that's a big thing that they're missing. I feel like, you know, this is an album that isn't going to gain them that many more fans. No, nah, it's the diehard. It's a diehard Unless it's from promotion. Like, unless, you know, people are really stumbling across this band. No one who's listened to this band are probably going to listen to these guys and be like, oh, I really like that song from Counterpart, you know, yeah. and I really like this album. If you don't like them, you're not going to like this. It's, simple. <laughs> like, it's very simple. Like, yeah. If you like them, you probably will like this. You might not like it as much as... Um, what was it your? What was their last album, which was really really good? Uh, Tragedy will find us, which yes. is a really really solid album. And uh, one of my one of my favorites, I remember, a mate got us onto that as well, and that was really really good throughout. Um, but yeah, I just don't see like a massive kind of thing coming from this as much as what I'd really I'd love to. Yeah, you know, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, I think Edge Shikari got to get a lot more fans. I just don't think Edge Counterparts will. Yeah, no, Counterparts definitely won't. But I actually like this album better than the previous album. There you go. So you would you are uh, so oh. you you definitely give this one a listen. Of course, yeah. Like um, if you have to give one song a go oh okay like, it's just it's fucking sick and worst song on the album worst song's the filler mate no you can't say the filler oh, Nick come on come worst on. song okay I gotta go gotta go to the thing cause I actually don't know them by name you, you, know, you know I'm absolutely useless when it comes to well, when we're Well, to be fair, when we are reviewing in this short amount of time, we don't have a lot of, like, you know, we need to just kind of listen, listen, listen. I don't really remember all the fucking names either. <laughs> yeah, and you're normally hard. the one that's good with the song Yeah, I, I usually am good at it, but no, I'm, <laughs> I've forgotten a lot of these nah, ones. Um, from, from listening, um, Arms Like Teeth was good. No Servant of Mine, I was a big fan of. That was the other one I was probably going to say. Yeah, that was another one of their earlier released ones. Yep. Um... Swim Beneath My Skin, they've just released a video for it. I'm actually kind of meh about that song yeah, on the I, album. I, I don't exactly think that, that. I wouldn't have released that. Um, Definitely. Thieves is a minute and a half of just pure joy. <laughs> <laughs> Rope, yeah, a memory misread. Probably, yeah, a memory misread's okay, but like... Yeah, I thought Rope was a bit meh to me, actually. Yeah, like, the, the end of the album's not great, but like there's enough there for me to like go away and like listen to it again. I'll probably listen to it again over the next few days. That's fair. I think that uh, so that's the album. It's uh, counterparts. You're not you anymore. You are not you anymore. Well done. <laughs> we'll move on to a live review because I went to a, a local show last Friday, Nathan. Now I wanted to get this one out because a few things kind of came up throughout, and I just want to get your opinion on them. First of all, I'm excited. This uh, so it was a it was a uh, a gig at the Rockstar Bar in Frankston. They do a band night every two weeks. I'm going to say on a Friday night. Was there any fights? 
no fights, no fights. Surprising. Yeah, surprising. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, uh, it's very, first of all, the bill was just mixed into anything. No one, there was no real headline. It was just kind of yep. like a bill of bands. First band was like a full on metalcore band. Next band was a pop punk band. The band after that was a, like a, oh, like an indie band. And then there was a, uh, basically like a, a funk rage against machine kind of band. So that's kind Sick. of, there's a lot of different kind of genres coming in, which I'm okay with, but I know, yeah. I know a lot of people aren't. Um, this was another classic example. And you notice, this a lot when you when you've been in a band that uh, a lot of people will come see your see their band or your band and, and leave. leave and it's annoying like there are there were a lot more people here that kind of lasted through a certain amount of time than once the rage band because there's still another two bands I actually have to leave I was one of the guys who did leave but after the rage You're band finished it just seemed like everyone left and I, really? I, I felt bad for whoever came on after I'm pretty sure that was one or two more bands after uh, first of all I want to get your opinion on because we've been done a lot of shows yes. how important like out of ten like this is Sounds like a dumb question, but how important is is getting the sound right before you play? Because this is something that uh, the first band that I was listening to just had no the levels were just all over the shop. Very important, Nick. It's um it's very very important that you establish your vocals early because if you can't hear the singing, you lose the oomph of the song. Like it's all great to have loud drums, loud guitar, loud bass. But so many people fail to get the lyric, like the the singer. I, I I think anyway at local shows. Yeah. Like the singer's always either too soft and you can't hear them, or actually they're, they're not ever really that loud. Like you'd rather have a louder singer than a louder guitarist that over fucking just overrides everything. I, I think. Yeah, I agree, and it's something that like, I know you as you know being a drummer at the back with your big speakers that you have. I normally kind of shit. Exactly, and I think that's a big thing to do with it. You know, and I I understand why a lot of bands we never did this, but have click tracks and areas in that. Like I can understand that when they, you know, maybe they're the shit musicians that can't keep time. But I <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, it'd shit me. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Actually, I, I don't think I wouldn't be able to do you, it. You lose your feel. I think. But it loses an aspect of the yeah, live well, the, aspect. Yeah, the live aspect. That's like you play sport live. You don't know what you're going to get. People do things differently. Playing When you play live, like you might have different accents on like a song. I'm like, listening to a, an album is always going to be different to live. You're not going to be able to play exactly. Well, a lot of people do. I try to play it the same. But like yeah. there's certain moments where you want to like do something a little bit different. It's like, oh, oh cool. Yeah, exactly. someone's going to notice and be like, oh, shit, that's that's sick. And even if nobody does, at least you, like, you're just trying something and like if it works, it works. And, exactly. And if, and if, so sometimes if nobody notices, it's better because that means nothing happened, nothing stuffed up and everything was kind of good and good and dandy. Uh, exactly, next up man. was the main band that I came to see, a band called Loose End. Uh, a couple of a couple of mates in that band uh, playing, basically playing a pop punk kind of sound. They How did, they sound, mate? Uh, they actually, to be fair, and you know, this is a this is a genre that I'm not a, really a fan of. Don't go lightly. Go all no, in there. Just I, no, tell I'm, me what you really think no, of pop I, punk. I, 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 pop punk as a whole is absolute trash. Okay, in all good. honesty, like, pop, there's not much pop punk that gets me going. Tell me how you really feel about it. Come on, get it out. <laughs> No, it's uh, that's like, all right. Go, go. No, okay, and, go. Um, so they come out and they play. They play the set. They play two covers within. I think one was a neck deep cover. I don't know any neck deep, so I couldn't Ooh, tell you. Well, I would have been a fan of that. I don't know what the song was. And then they play. One was it in blue? Then they played. No, it wasn't. Uh, then they played one step closer by Lincoln Park. Oh, sick! That'd Funny. Be cool. No, no, it's not oh, cool. Okay. It's not cool because the band before them played one step closer as their cover song, and then they're telling me after Fuck the, they're telling me after the show that they played a week a week earlier, and the band before they play played one step closer again. Before before they play so it's like and you know 
that's anyone chest, who, uh, is that coming out of the chest? To, like, it has to be. But it has like, to be. if you're gonna do it, players like don't play their most popular song. No, you play, don't. You're gonna have to. You know, they must learn that by now. You know, play, play, play some my head, mate. Oh, play play some my head. head. Just play that. That's the best song. They got. Oh, yeah, we're not gonna get different discussion. <laughs> but, <laughs> we um, had that the first, the first one. But I think. something that um, you know, I, I, you notice when they're uh, when oh, bands, why'd they play it if the other band did it? Wouldn't that have been? Why couldn't you just say don't play? They had it in their set, and I don't think they had enough songs to cover out the time. That to be fair. They're, I think their cover was a lot better. To be good, they're, they're, yeah. the other band weren't that good. Um, yo, the, I thought their set was actually really entertaining. Something, something that's um, fun. You know, when you actually see people actually enjoying themselves on stage, which I think everybody like tries to be so serious, and I, that's a that's a good part. Unfortunately, their sound was really poor in terms of what they're getting through their speakers. The, their right, the right stage speaker kept cutting out. And yeah, we were, I was on that side and that kills a lot of the vibe to it. It really does. It really hurts anything that you know, could come of it because I'm like, as somebody who really enjoys live music and you are the same, there's nothing worse than coming to a gig and hearing shit live sound. Oh, it pisses me off. And really. it happens through bands, even big bands like Let Live. Cop, let Live have, It. Let Live It Unify, man. I'll let, never forget that. Exactly. It's woeful. Just, it's just something that, you know, some, you know, you sometimes got to put up with. Uh, I noticed, well, one, I thought the backing thing was incredible. Like really, really yeah, good. Uh, yeah, we know, we know him well, but he's Really great vocalist. Great singer. Um, I thought this the yeah, sound when they had everything going was really good. They something you know, you do notice that sometimes they um it's something that I was saying it's good when they look like they're enjoying themselves. If you're in a band everybody goes through the stage when you're starting out shows, make sure you're entertaining you're not just entertaining each other. Make sure Yeah, you gotta entertain the crowd. Exactly. I think like sometimes, you know, they're looking at each other and trying to entertain themselves more than entertain the crowd. And there was an aspect of Looking like there was a few people, like there was, uh, what is there, three musicians, three guitarists, and uh, a a singer, and it seemed like you know not all the three car- guitarists looked in sync in terms of what they were doing on stage. Kind of looked like so you know something what I mean? they can build on. Yeah, okay. a bit of like you know, need a kind of a bit of a you know a bit in unison. Not I'm not saying do not do like you know uh, token jumps together or anything like that. But you know like it just kind of like seemed like they were in different bands. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So like there are and like yeah. that's something I and why I say that is because I think that's it's important when you start out as a band because everybody goes through that. We went through the exact same process when we were in it. And you start out and you're kind of like, oh, you're not too sure what you're doing and like everything, like even even when you're setting out sound and you kind of don't know like, you know, am I being too mean by telling him to give, turn up sometimes? Like there were times literally, yeah, I think in the first time. couple of gigs and I was just like, I don't want to tell him to turn me up anymore. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, and I'm sure every, like a lot of people would go through that because they don't want to be mean or like what for whatever reason. The great bands do it though. They're fearless. I don't I don't understand it. Well, they gain a bit of confidence about themselves. And I feel like by the time we were done, we were good like that. And you know, these guys, I think that was their- Turn it up. I think that was their third or fourth show I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say they played a show the next day as well and um yo know, so like they're obviously they're very green they're very young at that now yep. and you know they're they're gonna get better I thought that um overall they were really good I think drummer's incredible always has yeah, been good man. always has been a really good good drummer I think mus- musically they're really good I think vocally overall they're really good as well just a few little tweaks they need to make and of course getting your own songs into the set more so than covers that's yep. all and, that and comes, that's just a progression and that yeah that comes with the more you write and I think that was a really good one the band after them were playing basically a bunch of indie kind of Triple J covers who were really good sound on that but then um, then there was a band uh, the last band I saw was a band called Gorilla Funk that's a gr- that's a great name. First of all, great name. Yeah. Jesus. But we're basically kind of like an NWA, Public Enemy, Beastie Boys, Rage, Cypress Hill kind of. 
Fuck fusion. Sake. Really, really good. And Fuck this sake. this was kind of I really like this band because they weren't like incredibly tight. And I, what I mean by that is like, you know, some bands you see and you like you want to see them play shit perfect because like, you know, there's really good musicianship. I want to see Dillinger come out and I want them to play things like because they over their fucked up timing. I want to see them play in time. You know what I mean? And bands like this, I don't mind them kind of going out a bit. I don't mind like they're not they weren't like they're were capable musicians, but they weren't fantastic by any means. But they were what they were really great was is controlling the crowd. And that's something again that's something big. That's again that's something that not everybody can do. Everybody loved these guys. Everybody looked at these guys and were really enjoying themselves. They had a little bit of a pick going. Gorilla. Two funk. two shoeies. I know, great name. It's an unbelievable name. You are um, joking me. Yeah, between, between the two shoeies that they did and um just like the overall antics of the singer jumping in the crowd and all that, it's a really great and fun show. And I'm you know, not every band should do that. Of course, that's a very acquired thing. Every band did that, I think, by the end of it, the last band would get their singer punched out because yeah, they'd be sick, sick of it. it yeah. yeah, but uh, it's yeah, something that I yeah, I think that there's something to it. There's something to holding a crowd with the vocals kind of being able to control them that is very hard to do. Oh, big time. Did they play originals, that the end band? I, see, I didn't hear any that sounded like a cover. So That's great. Well, that, that's a big thing. So if you can control a crowd, like you're saying, and do all that with originals, that's part of the... Yeah. That's half the battle. And yeah, and there was a real good funk element. There was like a... Their band that I... Who said that? I, somebody said to me, "Is like if you guys played another show, they would play with you guys." And one hundred percent, they were exactly just yeah, you know, not exactly the same, but like they had Similar that, style. they had a nice little kind of kind of correspondent to us, which is a really cool, nice thing. Uh, I left after that. Oh, I just want to give a one shout out to the uh, the weird bald guy. There was a weird bald guy with no teeth in Frankston, of course, <sighs> uh, who was like yelling at, oh, at no. the, the main band Loose End that I wanted to see, and he was yelling at the guitarist and the singer. To, I don't know what to do. I really have no idea. It's just the most bizarre thing you'd ever see in your life. And he kept on running, like he kept on walking around trying to dance with people. And like, this, oh, it was God. the most awkward thing you'd ever see in your life. And he kept on like yelling at the singer and then the, the song stopped, right? So, and the singer being too nice, too nice, but being fair at the end of the day, because I would have to do that. You'd have to do the same. He, he tried to, um, you know, he, he was like basically from me to you away. And for anybody, we're about 30 centimeters away from each other. And he's yelling at him and the singer goes, oh, what do you want? And basically, and um, the guy yells something. He can't understand him. And he, I'm just like, don't give him any attention because that's what he wanted. Avoid that guy. And it was yeah. just like, it was the most bizarre thing you'd see. And I, I felt so bad for the band themselves because any, nobody wants to, it's, it's almost like a heckler, but you can't say it, like you can't tell them off because they're not a heckler you know what i mean like they're they're not ruining the show but they're making the the, they're annoying the band members and they're making it like a bit awkward and you know it's just one of those things that you can't really tell them off so it takes away from the spectacle it does it does and it just kind of it made you like it it in terms of like a lot of people were just starting to look at that guy and it made you know and that's a big thing like you want you want the people in attendance to be looking at the band the band only and when you've got this idiot just you know Trying to take, and he's yeah. You know, I'm sure he had the best intentions, but of course, but like he was a drop kick. It's like an idiot <laughs> drop kick. Great, that's a great word. But, it's like an idiot in the pit when you start watching them instead of watching the band. That spoils it exactly. And like you know, overall, I really, I actually quite had a good night. I had a couple of VPs. I'm quite enjoying VPs of beer now for some reason. It's ridiculous. Told you, mate. Oh, it's the worst beer in the fucking world. <laughs> you just contradict yourself, uh, but, jerk. But I love it. <laughs> but I love Piece the worst beer. But uh, yeah, overall, really good band, uh, show. Um, do you like if you're any fan of pop punk or anything like that? I think Loose End are a really good band for it because they actually yeah, they they have a couple of nice catchy hooks. And you know, I've only listened to their EP probably I'd say twice. I'd say twice overall. And while they're playing it, 
I, I there was a few times where I knew what they were doing, and I knew like I was singing like not even singing along because I didn't know the actual words. Humming. But I'd, I'd hum along, or I'd just sing like just like with no words, of course. There's the woes, offspring oh, style. There's a couple of woes and a couple of nice like something that they did do well was their backings and that their levels were pretty good through their Spot on. their uh, singer and backing singer, which is really nice and something that's very difficult to get down live. I uh, will move on from that. We have got a uh, another EP. Coming up, we've got Cursed Earth, and they've released The Cycles of Grief Volume 2. Yeah. Nathan, this song, this one's called Decay. Wow. So I <laughs> did actually comment a few um, programs ago about it's just the way forward with bands like doing EPs. Like, a, I don't know if I've been paying more attention the last 12 months, but I reckon there's been more EPs like released by bands than in a long time, like by biggish kind of bands. So like... Their first release was, what, 14 minutes of fucking just mayhem and chaos? <laughs> yeah, basically. So is, is this the same? Because, like, I know now, like, Invasion's finally finished their fucking announcements, and these guys are playing. That's it, going to be cool for you to see. Yeah, um, this is... I actually think this is better. I, I quite Okay, better than the first yeah, one. Yeah, I enjoyed this one better. It had a bit more... It's like, you know, this clock's in, I think, what, 15 minutes at six songs. So, you know, it's getting, it's getting up there. It's starting to... Moving up. Well, yeah, once you get to 18 minutes and it's averaging three minutes a song, and that's a sta- that's a real stock standard track. Counterparts. Yeah, there you go. So, and I think that um, this is a song, this is actually an EP that really kind of, um, it surprised me because I thought that, you know, the main reason they'd only, they've released EPs is because they didn't want everybody listening to the same shit for 12, for 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. But this is, um this is much better. I wish they kind of, I'm not saying they should have released it first, but you know, this is a, um this is a better EP than volume one to me. Um, Regression is an amazing track. I feel like a really, really solid track. When I say amazing, like, a lot of like I don't say that easily, and like this isn't a band who I would ever say it had an amazing track before this. This is a song that you really should listen to, and throughout there are some real, real bangers. The only problem with um with Cursed Earth is the fact that sometimes they'll have this absolute banging, banging um, riff coming in, and because their songs only go for about a minute and a half, it's literally that riff for a minute and a half, and it kind of can get like, oh, okay, like I really wish you could have built on that. You want more? Yeah, yeah. you could have built on. You could have built on the riff, or you kind of done something different. They are flat out hardcore as as a band, or beat down or hardcore, whichever way you want to call it. Love They're on the heavier band. side. Um, yo, I'm, I, I'm not gonna. I'm, we'll keep this short because the EP is short. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> but I like if you're a fan of the first one, I feel like you might probably enjoy this one more. Um, I if I was if I was listening, if I was uh, sorry, if I hadn't listened to them, I would just jump on their Facebook. They've released a video for one of their songs. I'm pretty sure, and I just listen to that one. Yep. If you like it, keep listening to them. Give them a like on Facebook because they are a band who are kind of up and coming in the scene at the moment. Big time. But they're and they're playing both Invasion and Unify. Yes. Are they playing just Unify. You know they're playing. They're playing both, aren't they? They're playing both. Yeah, there you go. So they're, they're them and Void are the, the two they're crossing cross, over. They're so crossovers. They're, that, that's good news for them. Like, that's more exposure. Like you, not everyone that goes to the Invasion Fest is going to be unified. So like, you're playing to as many people as you can. Like, and that's the best part about jumping on these big lineups. So people are going to go check them out. And there you go. I can't believe they released it. Like that, that shocked me. Like when I yeah. saw that post, came I was out like, of nowhere, didn't it? It's like what the fuck, like. Uh, Anyway, good stuff to them. Um, okay, we'll move on to a couple. We've got a single and an album to go before we kind of have our own little fun. Uh, Marilyn Manson released his second single off his upcoming album. I think it's Heaven Upside Down is the album title. Yes. Coming out in a couple of weeks' time. October 6th. October yes. 6th, perfect. Yes. And this is, uh, the song's called Kill For Me. 
Uh, this is two from two from me from Matt Manson. I'm a kill, big kill, kill, kill for me. That's a really shocking rendition. But I'm a, oh, like, yeah. as as you know, I'm a massive Marilyn Manson. Yes, fan. I think Marilyn Manson is incredible, yes. and I think that his discography is one of the best that I can I can really oh, wow. go through. And one of the best, one of the best in terms like you know in terms of quality all throughout. And every album is so different, which makes me yeah, like, cool makes spot. me love him more. And you know, it's it's good for me to kind of because I can look back and you know kind of go through his errors. I feel like if I was a fan throughout. I probably would have jumped off him after Antichrist. Yeah. Because that's... he went to Mechanical Animals and Mechanical Animals, Animals is a much popular record. Yeah. But yeah, it has its has Coma White on there. Coma White is unbelievable. So, man. Uh, anyway, but uh, Kill For Me, Nathan. Uh, second track off. What do we think? Yeah. It must be good. No, nah, it's very good. And um, there's just something cool about Manson. Like he's always just had that, like you say, like there's people, certain people that have the it factor and he's just one bloke. Who's got it? Like you, like no matter what he does, it seems to turn really, really good. And musically, he's just a fucking, he's a star. He just, he's just got a knack with writing catchy songs. And Kill for Me is just another one of them. Like, bluesy kind of riff. Yeah, definitely. Bluesy kind of riff. And, Always um, had that bluesy bassline kind of thing to him that not many acts have these yeah. days. And it's something that's really, really you can really distinct distinguish it from other bands. That's exactly right. And this, uh, well, like you said, it's the the second um, song released in the build up to that album and. I was actually, it's funny you say that, like you're going back to listen to Manson songs. I was ready for a new one. Like yep. I, I'd done the, like the, the previous album cycle went back again. And like you, like you say, listen to a few of the other, like the old albums. And there's a time like when you want new stuff from a band and this is the time, I reckon it's the perfect time for him to actually bring that out. There'll be hundred percent. There'll be shit against Trump on there. Like you'll like, he doesn't fear saying anything. This bloke. Well, and, he's, he's, he's old song. that I saw your song. He's already released. It's called We're Not. We know where you're, you where you fucking live. Sorry. Well, that's what I mean. So, so like, it's it, a that, um, that's and that's a really good song. That's much more. That's on the heavier side of it. And that's it was. It was really good. Uh, the album's coming out. It's going to be ten tracks. Only ten. Okay. But forty eight minutes. So they're good. Oh, it sounds like they're ten full tracks, which I'll take any day over twelve track. Yeah, well, twelve with he two was, fillers. Yeah, he was never really into all that shit. Was he, he has had a few albums where there has been a couple of fillers on there. <sighs> so that they, they are there, but you know, don't do it, Marilyn. He uh, he likes to Brian. Uh, he, he, Brian <laughs> don't do it. Poor, Bri- poor Brian. But we um, I, I really think that you should really check out both these songs because they both give off a different vibe. And you yeah, know, the good thing about being like as we would I, we call ourselves kind of experienced Manson fans in a sense, mm-hmm. we are uh, we can take the sweet and the sour we can take the soft and the heavy really well because he's done them both over his career so we know what it's like and it's not going to be jolting to us when you know we got to go oh it's not consistent or it's like it's messy like this is Manson just like, roll with it yeah does it. that's what I mean like he, he can sound like Johnny Cash with these accru- like he's yeah. country bluesy stuff I love that shit like he's one guy there's not a lot of singers that can transcend over to being like a rock superstar and be able to do that softer stuff and still have that effect and like keep drawing you in like he does we'll move on to our last album review Nathan this is yes mainly you I, I've only given this one one full listen through the album is by a band called Nothing More now this mm-hmm. is this is spanning this is kind of uh, in a genre that isn't really I'm too fond of at the moment no. the hard rock kind of way yep uh, I'll let you take most of it and then I'll come in and just tell you how shit your opinion is that's fair enough <laughs> um, one thing that did piss me off with this Album like I, I first looked at the the track listing before I actually listened. Yep, eighteen songs on the the album. Eighteen. So eighteen, which oh, I don't like that already. I know, and there's only fourteen actual songs. So there's four. Well, that's not too bad. If fourteen actual songs is alright. So then. fourteen. Well, that's Matt. That's a big fucking. That's number. probably a bit the, too big. These days, like, well, that's the thing with these blokes. They write a lot of music, and um, the actual fillers, I actually don't mind. Fillers, like, that's the thing. Like, we we, we don't like them. 
a lot, but if they serve a purpose, I don't mind it. Like a yeah. couple of these, yep. actually, are quotes and actual like events in history that they talk about. So like, there's actual someone talking about something, which leads into the next song. Whereas like, if you're just playing a fucking piano in the background with a little bit of guitar and you're a metalcore band that screams and stuff like why do that for a minute like it's cool and stuff but like I don't know yeah, unless it serves a purpose for the next song I don't understand fillers I don't I, I don't mind so like if you had the, the occasional stuff, one it's okay but if, you, if you're gonna use them and call that a legitimate track and if, if you're gonna have 11 songs on your album or say just say because that's a standard amount basically yeah. and you have three fillers and like, don't try. You're you're, tr- you're trying to fucking fool people. Like, and that's what you. That's that's the bottom line of it. It's okay to have. I don't mind those fillers at the end of the day, as long as you have legitimate tracks to back it up by. And so, mm. if you have those three fillers, then have thirteen tracks on the album, and then have three, uh, ten real ones. I'm yeah. okay with that. Like, yeah, you know but I mean? not have like don't do ten and, and have two fillers. And that's why, like, yeah, at least at least there's fourteen real tracks on there. That's a shitload. Like, you know, they could have. Do you think they should? Do you think they should have cut it down and like kind of got it out a really good kind of twelve track album or a good eleven track album? I think if they had gone eleven, it would have been absolutely like perfect. Yeah, but um, for whatever reason, they like well, their previous album was the same way. There's a, there a lot of lot of um, a lot of songs on that and that. That was a really big album for me because, like, uh, I hadn't heard of them before their previous album, and then we went and saw them at Soundwave, and they were really good. Unfortunately, their set got cut short. Yeah, but um, they're a really, really good band, and they're actually building momentum. Like, it debuted at fifteen in Billboard charts. What's what's the album called, by the way? Sorry. Uh it is called what is it? My bad. Stories we tell ourselves. So, released on Eleven Seven Records, which is their own label. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Didn't actually know this before. This album, but the singer actually used to be their drummer, Nick. Oh, there you go. It's pretty, uh, pretty talented. Well, and that's why he came out he's, that day with the the drums. He's a front. ripped unit, but oh, he's a fucking he's big a dude. Massive unit. He's uh, a f- unbelievable pipes too, Nick. He, he does have a nice, nice set of pipes. To be fair, that's the thing with this band, though. Like, there's parts that remind me of like just the grunge days of the early nineties. There's parts that remind me of like this hardcore. Like, for for a band that's alternative kind of rock, I'd say like alternative heavy rock. Yeah. They have some fucking big moments, like heavy, like beat down kind of moments. Like the bassist and guitarist are very, very, very good. But um, this album's very, very good, I think. But um, I'm kind of in between it being great and kind of good. Like it's yeah, not yeah. like I, I, I thought the previous record was a lot better, yep. a lot stronger. But like I, I just I don't see like the, the standout tracks on this album as much as I did in the other one. But... I'd definitely check it out if you're a fan of like heavy rock and yeah. a couple of tracks would be The Great Divorce um, and the last song on the album is called Fade In and Fade Out. Very, very good song, Nick. They um Their last album, they had a, a single called Jenny, which was the very last song on the album. Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> very, very, like it was a, like, very, like when you see the, the meaning behind that song and this is the last track on this album and I think it's it's got a really good story to tell. So... He does that very well, the lyricist. Like, he's got great vocals and he can relate to different stories in his songs. So, I'm a fan and I'm sure if you listen to it out there, you'll, you'll enjoy it as well. So, it's funny because I always have, for some reason, I just really have a real distaste for kind of hard rock music. I just, for the me... The Nickelback. <laughs> no, it's, I feel like, in all honesty, it feels like that it kind of, it just kind of evolved from, it went from, as you said, you said they have grunge elements. I feel like it went grunge to post-grunge and then this kind of new wave of hard rock bands kind of came through. And I feel like that's what kind of, that's what's kind of been left. And it, I don't, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like when you listen to heavier music and... 
hard rock is a fantastic transitional genre. I feel like it's really good when you want to eventually get to the heaviest, the, the metal side of things. Just like I think uh, modern day punk rock is a really good transitional genre for hardcore. Oh, big time! I feel like they're really good. They're good, and even pop punk, pop punk to pump to hardcore. Like you know, it's a simple kind of thing That's, when you think yeah, about it's it. A step up, yeah. and I, like they're really good at what they do. Like those are really good genres, and. But once you get to the heavier stuff and like, or like, not necessarily just because it's heavy, but like because of like the musicianship and everything like that, technicalities. Too, yeah. There are like, and there are a lot of metal bands that have clean vocalists, like legitimately, like legitimate metal bands that have legitimate clean vocalists. And like, I feel like once you look back at those hard rock bands, you kind of go, uh, like, because there's a lot of bands that I used to like, and like, you know, in the hard rock kind of field of it, and I just wrestling kind of bands. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the wrestling bands, and they have they have a place in my heart for that reason. But I don't think if I knew otherwise. I uh, knew them otherwise other than that. I Come on, don't say that them. about Saliva, Nick. Oh, Saliva aren't a hard rock band. They're a kind of they're more of a new metal they're just new great. metal kind of rap band. I, I don't care what anyone says about but Saliva. Like, I just feel like those kind of even like uh even like the three days graces of the world. Shine downs. Like, shine downs, yeah, exactly. Those kind of even at Fine Figure Death Punch, they're just a hard rock band at the end of the day. Like they're all kind of they all kind of serve an interesting per- like it's kind of similar purpose of kind of just getting you to that next day. They're uh, shit metal, mate. They get it right. <laughs> the sh- hard rock shit metal. They are kind of, they could be considered shit metal, to be fair. They are metal. <laughs> uh, overall, just give it a listen. Yeah, definitely give it a listen on Spotify or Apple iTunes Music. Uh, what I, what we will do just before we go, I want we posed this question last week, and I we were saying uh, about you know with Prophets of Rage releasing their album, we were going to try and make our own, I guess, makeshift supergroup. Supergroup, yep. So we're going to go through uh, basically a singer, drummer, bassist, two guitarists, producer. Uh, we're not going to have a keyboardist because we wouldn't have too much to choose from. Or I could choose Rui Reynolds as a keyboardist if I needed to. Yeah, I'd probably and, go him too. And you do we, want synth on occasion, Nick. Well, that's it. And uh, and we would do... Well, my, my producer can do that. And then uh, we will limit it to one member per band. So we can't have four every time I die members, Nathan, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Nathan, we'll go with it one by one. Nathan Custon, who is your supergroup singer? This isn't going to shock anybody, but Sam Carter. Ooh, I, I actually thought you were going to go. Originally, I think you said you were going to, might go Jeremy from that day. To remember, he was. He was in in like consideration, but like I just think um, Sam Carter has a like. He's just got more diversity. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty pretty good choice to be fair. You can't really go wrong with a lot of these ones. Uh, I've gone for Jason Butler as mine. I just think, yeah, same kind of thing, diversity. And yep. I, you know, Sam was on there. I think there's only a few that were on there, but I needed, Jason's got the really good thing about him that there's only one member from that band I'd take in my dream, in my super group. Yeah. You know, so and I was like, I've, I've got another member from, um, from Architects, unfortunately, throughout my band. Um, lead guitarist, who we got? And we've kind of, we've tried to go for actual lead guitarist and an actual rhythm guitarist to make it as legitimate as possible. Yeah, I've gone Adam D from Killswitch because Killswitch Woo! coming up were, and still are, they're still one of my favorite bands. Like, yep. I, I fucking like, they're one of those transitional bands as well, we were just yeah, talking well, about. they're like, an actual metal band, but at well, least. They're a fucking dead set hardcore metalcore band. And like, I've showed you, we've watched that documentary on Killswitch. Yep. And um, it actually talks about... Like, they could be playing with... They played, I think, with My Chemical Romance. And, like, it had all these different metalcore bands, like All That Remains and, like, all these kinds of bands talking. Like, these guys could transcend and go play in front of the teeny boppers and all the girls and the young people yeah. will sing their shit. Like, The End of Heartache's a great song and, like, stuff like that. So, I think um, he's also going to be my producer, Nick, because Adam D, 
knows his fucking shit and he can shred and he can play drums. He can do everything. So That's a good choice to be yeah. fair. Yourself? Uh, I've gone for Jordan Buckley, lead guitarist of Every Time I Die. Brother of? Keith Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> are they actually brothers? I yes, they, they are. are yeah. Fourth, so. Hey, look at them, uh, look at their faces. The spit image. The, um, this is the best guitarist in the business. Uh, he's the the amount of riffs that this guy's produced, and it's funny because uh, a lot yep. of uh, we won't go into who your next choice is, but this is a guy who both of these guitarists are just unbelievable. And yes. it was someone that also we didn't really I didn't know who the hell was the lead or rhythm until I had to actually research Google it. Yes. and like do research because I was like, who who am I going to put in my band? Every time I die, unfortunately, we're a band that I wanted to put. I'm literally every position i wanted to put him in i there was something like you know a lot of bands i had one or two and then this band i was just like shit like i, I need, want them all I, I wanted them all and yeah. like i you know I, unfortunately i couldn't give it to keith <laughs> so but i'm gonna give it to <laughs> i'm gonna give it to brother i'm giving Fuck it to brother, brother jordan buckley uh rip him guitarist nathan how did keith not make the Either of our lineups, he's the best singer in the industry. Yeah, I know he's the best, but uh, I. It's because. Uh, do you have any other? Do you have an every time I die guy in Nathan? I'm sure you might. Riven guitarist. I actually haven't given him a name. I know his name's Andy Williams, but <laughs> I've got wrestling god <laughs> as my as my um, my, my rhythm guitarist because he just stands there, looks mean, and just plays shit and drinks beers. So he's, he's an absolute beast. I was actually going to put him as my lead until I worked out he's a rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I, I took riffs over it all, and I thought riffs at the end. Of the day riffs will prevail riff factor um there's yeah this he's just one of the he's one of the most intimidating little bastards i, I will never forget them pl- starting out coming, yes coming out to play at 170 russell naford and he's he's sporting his ride the lightning singlet oh. which he wore all tour by the way he wore that at every show so i don't know if he washed the fucking thing which makes me love it even more and they came out and they started they play, opened with glitches of um, low teens and they, he's just his face throughout the whole thing while the chaos was going around is just a sight to behold and I've, he's an absolute he's the most perfect choice of <laughs> guitarist what a great night that was. That was that's one of the great nights in music. That's the great greatest show of all time. <laughs> My rhythm guitarist Adam Christensen is a rhythm guitarist of Architects. That's a good gift. Um, you know, this is something that I really had to toss up. There was a few bands yep. and with a Give few, me a few th- names. Or a few names of the bands. Uh, like, well, I, let's say North Lane was a huge one. Yes, I really wanted great guitarist. Yep. and uh, I really wanted to get Josh from North Lane in there as a rhythm as well because he would have been really really good. But yep. I've had to put them elsewhere. Um, you know, again, I'm trying to get guys who will complement each other as well, kind of play similar but different styles. And that's, the, I think that's the best thing about trying to get a rhythm, you know, trying to get an actual band together is you yeah. try and get people who will, who will act, at the end of the day, bring out the best in each other. We're going to go bassist, but Nathan. Yes. Bass guitar. Who have you got for this one? Cause this is one that you could, uh, you could throw you it in a few a different ways. ways. Like there's not, um, there's not many basses out there that really stand out in the real heavy kind of stuff. And that's ex- that's a very fair point. And Nick, your your factor and reasons behind putting a band together, you want them to actually complement each other's sound. So yes, I actually think Shaley from Dayshell, former of Mice and Men, wow, is going to be my basis. Purely like you listen to a Dayshell record, and the 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 grooves, like he writes all that shit. He has and a like really the, good the, uh, bass tone. The grooves on like this bloke is, just, and he's got a great voice. So. He's my bassist slash backup singer, so I think I've done pretty well. Uh, no, um, that's a that's a good effort. That's a good try. I don't even want to know but what I'm, you've done. I'm, I'm gonna, you've got a grin on your face. I'm going to fuck your life up with this next one. Um, oh, my geez. bass guitarist. I don't even know if this counts. Uh, it's, go. It's Caleb Shomo. What? Why? <laughs> 
Hell. Anyone who knows, Caleb Shomo is the singer of Beartooth, but he has written all their... He basically records all their stuff. What, what is he playing? He Go. plays everything. He plays, plays the drums. He plays drums, guitar, lead, lead rhythm. Lead the rhythm. Yep. You know what? He's Bass. everyone. He's, he, my, he's my band. Just he's your, and he produces everything. How old is he? He's like 23 still. <laughs> he's my, he's he's my still band. <laughs> he's my super group. Just a bunch of Caleb Shomos running around. Fuck's sake. Talk that's about a, how they have a drinking problem. <laughs> I did want him in my band. That's a good gift by you. Can do everything that bloke. But Scream, is, sing, and play isn't my producer. I will save my producer till last because I want to. I want to give you another little shock in the oh, dick. Um, drummer, drummer's a very tough one as well because you know I was trying to. I was trying to highlight main three things at the end of it when I was thinking of this band was singer, lead, and drummer because and I really wanted every time I die to fulfill every fucking three, all three of those positions. Yes, but I couldn't. Uh, drummer, who you got for this one? Well, my all-time favorite drummer is the Rev from Avenge Sevenfold. Oh, so okay. I actually I think him and Adam D together, especially with Adam D being a, a drummer before anything, I think they'll complement each other. They're kind of the wise heads of this band, and I think like you only have to look at the Rev like when he sings or when he plays piano, how good of a musician he was. So I, I think in this kind of genre, he's got quick feet, quick hands, can play soft stuff, can do whatever the hell I want. So like. He's going to come in and have shitloads of ideas. So as a drummer, I think he does everything. Perfect. I think that's good. I think that's a good choice, especially with, if you didn't have um, Adam from Kill Switch. Well, that was the I, kind I, of I would have gone. You're an absolute dickhead. They won't work out together. But I think they, you've done that well. I've summed it up well. They kind of like, yeah. I like. And it. I think you'll drink beers with them with Andy. Oh shit! I need to get rid of Jason. He doesn't drink. Jace is no longer my vocalist, everyone. Um, Frankie from Amua. Just think, we, are, we are the managers of our super groups, Nick, oh, okay? I know that shit. We're on the road every day with them, all right? Rue Reynolds is my vocalist. I'm not sure he drinks. I like it. I actually wanted to get a Chicago guy and I couldn't. My drummer is Nick Pedersen from North Lane. Um, one of the best in the biz as well, like in, in terms of this scene. He's so good with his timing. And, you know, I, again, I wanted to know, as I said, I wanted a North Lane guy in. Uh, rhythm or drums were my two kind of positions for him. North Lane, and actually, to be fair, Marcus as a uh, as a singer wouldn't have been a terrible shout. Can do it all. Uh, I didn't really think about that, but uh, I think that Nick is one of the best going around, isn't he? Surely. Well, he's one of my favorite drummers, that's for sure. I remember the first time we actually, um, I saw them live, and one of our friends talked them up, said this drummer's just a freak. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go <laughs> watch them. I've heard that a lot, and this guy just has the the what the ultimate just feel. Yeah. The whole, like, the, just everything. He, like, I'm probably talking a lot here, but being a drummer, I do love that bloke. And, like, just things that he does, accents, just, he's just the ultimate complete drummer. Like, he's got quick hands, unbelievable feel, unbelievable timing. And he just, he's effortless. Like, you, you watch a drummer and when they're effortless, like, you know, they're the good ones. The ones that look like they're struggling live. Yeah. I could tell them out. Yeah. A lot of people probably can't. But if I see a guy struggling to play his own shit, I, I kind of lose a little bit for him. Yeah. But this guy is just unreal. Well, Nathan, you've already uh, you've already said that your producer is Adam from Killswitch, correct? Yes. Well, luckily I haven't said my producer, Nathan. Oh, shit. We haven't... Oh, okay, go. Go on. Who's your, who's your producer? Uh, do you want to have a guess? <sighs> You're not allowed to have a guess because it is... Is he a member of your band? He is not a member of my band. Caleb, oh, Caleb Shono is not my producer. Jason could do it too. Jason could do it too, but my producer is someone better than both of them. Is it Ross Robinson? It's Kanye West. Oh. Kanye West would be my producer, and he would be. There is something about what he does behind the 
and this is why he's considered as one of the best producers of all time in the genre. It's beyond magic, Nathan. You can't make the college drop out in my beautiful dark twist of fantasy and not be magic. He's one of the best in the world. It always has been. And I <sighs> tell you what. That's a great call. It's, it's a spanner in the works in terms of genre clashing. It's going to work. I'm I, telling you. He, he will could, make it work. He would, he would make them into a bloody... He would make them into Bring Me the Horizon in one album. Just bring, <laughs> just bring KK to the front and just have her just laid out in the... Nathan, like a, a Nathan we don't want to talk about the KKK. Like, we said this last week. <laughs> I want to join your stupid cult anyway, mate. What a fucking song. Uh, honorable mentions go out to anybody in Ejikari, everybody else in Every Time I Die. Um, Architects as well. Sam Carter was definitely on my list. Uh, I wanted to get Tom Morello in there at one stage. Oh, don't go back to that. But oh. I thought he wouldn't ma- uh, actually fit in. Chino- That's the problem with that. Chino Marino was legitimately my, my singer for a long time. I probably should get back and give it to him because he's one of the best vocals of all time. Um, there was just there's so many to choose from that. This is, and while she sleeps, didn't get a gig for either of us. Was. I, I thought, I thought actually um, guitar wise, we could have had a good backing singer in the, uh, the little orange headed guy. Yeah. <laughs> orange headed guy. That's what his name will so forth be called. Orange goblin. Uh, and like any, any kind of, uh, you know, kind of honorable mentions on your part. Oh, Nathan? super group. Well, obviously like looking back, like Dave Grohl would be probably one that. Oh, I'll... come on. No, like, no, no. We're talking like you've gone back in time. Like, I, I try to keep it kind of modern. Like Rev's, Rev, Rev and Adam D. Like they're like they're still playing. So like this Rev, Rev's not playing anymore. Oh, maybe. not Rev, but like Adam D's still playing in Kill Switch. Like Rev, like obviously, yeah. I what happened? I no. should be shouldn't, laughing. No, you shouldn't have said that. But um, <laughs> but like Avengers still like a modern band, whereas like Nirvana and the Fooies and. Like they're thirty five years old, kind of thing. So I was trying to keep it, yeah, like in the, in the last decade, kind of thing. Is there anyone? Okay, so going back is yeah. Going what back. About, what about anyone who's passed? We'll go that way. If there was one person or, from any person who's passed, would you go Kirk or would you go? But can't I'd go. go Rev, I'd can't prob- go Rev. I'd, no, I'd probably go Chester. Chester as my vocalist. Like <laughs> growing up, he was always my favorite singer. Like cleans and screaming. So like he'd probably be the one I'd resurrect. But obviously, my band, the Rev. <laughs> like if I'm gonna get a guy back, but yeah, like. Kurt Cobain, buddy, yeah, Chester, yeah, and then Chris be, Cornell, like, mate, you go, you're not going far back enough. Go, go you gotta go, Jim Morrison, oh, that one, Morrison, oh, Hendrix, no, just Jim, just Jim, Jimmy Morrison, well, Keith Moon, oh, like, there's, there's that many from that era, like, just well, Sid Vicious, like, just there's a lot of good, like, men, and mental something, cases. Something that people, that's probably a topic we could talk about. It's, well, it's because it's funny, Res, a resurrection man, maybe. As I was gonna say, a, a dead band, <laughs> resurrection. I just call it a dead. Band. Imagine him jamming upstairs. Well, it's funny because, like, as somebody who's like at uni at the moment, I remember in the first trimester, which I finished a few weeks ago. Yes. Somebody came up to me and said that passed um, too. Well done on that. I know I passed. Fuck, who knew? Who knew that was gonna? What happen? was your end score? Uh, my oh my end score. Adder, like, sorry. Twenty four point eight. And what what did you average this semester? HDs everywhere. I think I averaged. About a, I think I averaged 80, 80, which is a high, not a, it's a distinction on the high level, not a high distinction. Well, there you go. That's so not too bad. And, uh, but still well, folks. A lot of people kind of were, um, kind of shocked about a lot of the music and a lot of the history. Like, even there was one guy who didn't know anything about rap, and like, everybody needs to know, like, where there's actual history from. If you love a genre, mm. like, really, like, I know it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like fun, but you're know, doing your research or kind of like knowing where it all came from is so, so fun. It's so fulfilling as like an actual fan. If you are an actual fan, you'll really enjoy that. But if you're just someone who wants to punch people in the face, then you, you might not get as much fun out of that. Mm. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have been listening to the Backbone Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. We've got Close to the Sun every Wednesday. We've got the Total 90 Premier League Podcast every Tuesday. And we're going to be back in two weeks' time. Thank you guys for listening.